Our sermon title is Be Encouraged, It's Jesus, and it's taken from our gospel lesson today. Brothers and sisters, grace, mercy, and peace be to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Anxiety is a complicated issue. Fear is a complicated issue. And the reason why they're so complicated of an issue is because it's so different, so unique for each and every individual. One person might have a certain anxiety or fear that causes them dread and hopelessness and fear, while for the other person, not so much. And if you hadn't noticed, currently going on in our world, there is a lot going on that might cause us to be anxious or afraid. Think, for example, school's about to start up in the next month or so. Think about our teachers, students, and, and parents. Right now, they're in the situation where they're unsure if they will even be back in the classroom again, and if they're going to have to go through another quarter or a semester or another entire year of online virtual classes. Or if we're able to get back to the classroom, as that's the plan right now for here at Faribault Lutheran School, the, the, the anxiety is obviously there in terms for the teacher in trying to make sure if the students are going to be socially distanced, if they're going to be wearing their mask all the time, if they're going to be putting the proper precautions into place in, in order to ensure the safety of each student as well as their families when they return back home each day. Maybe you're among the many who are feeling anxious about our recent mask mandate over the last few weeks. You're anxious about having to go out in the public and wearing your mask, and you might have an underlying condition that, that uh, worsens your uh, respiratory and breathing when you wear it. And you're anxious and afraid about that. Or maybe you're among the faithful who, who think that it is good to wear your mask out in public because it keeps others around you safe. But then you notice that there are others around you who aren't as faithful in wearing their mask, and you worry about your health and the health of those around you in public as well. Maybe you are feeling anxious about the most recent explosion in Lebanon, and you're wondering what in the world might have caused it and what does this mean for the Middle East that's constantly in turmoil and conflict, especially in a government in Lebanon that is struggling and many call corrupted. You wonder what this might mean for the world. Kind of going back to COVID too with your job security as well. Many of you are finally, I've talked to this past week, many of you are finally being able to get back into the office or on the production floor after four or five months of working from home or, or even being laid off, departments being laid off, and, and even some of you are wondering if those departments will ever come back again. Maybe the upcoming election in the next three months here, or less than three months, this upcoming election, both state, local, and, and national, is causing you a sense of anxiety and fear. And the list could go on and on and on, and these are just external anxieties and fears that we might be dealing with. We're not even talking about the internal, the things that you deal with personally on a daily basis that you struggle with. 
And so I want to focus on a portion of scripture uh, this morning from our gospel reading that we just heard a few minutes ago, and you see it on the screen. It's Jesus walking on the water, calming the storm, walking out into the water to his disciples that are there alone by themselves on the boat. As I see, this is a very pertinent text that does address the issue of anxiety and fear. But before we dive into the text, we need a little bit of context that leads into our gospel reading. So right before this passage in scripture, Jesus had just received the news that his cousin, John the Baptist, had been executed, beheaded by the orders of King Herod. His cousin, his flesh and blood, murdered unjustly. And then immediately after Jesus receives these news, he gets the task in his ministry to feed, to minister to 5,000 plus people. And Matthew makes note of this in his gospel reading. He makes note of this in his gospel. It's not just 5,000. It's 5,000 men, not including women and children, he says. So it's more along the lines of 10, maybe 12,000 people that Jesus has to feed and take care of. So you can imagine how physically, emotionally drained Jesus is at this point. He gets the news his cousin is dead, and now he has to take care of a bunch of 12,000 complaining people that they're hungry. Feed us. And then immediately after that happens, Jesus sends the disciples out onto the boat by themselves. He says, hey, I need a moment, guys. Go on the boat, I'll meet you on the other side. Because you see, as a little aside note about anxiety and fear and struggles in life, Jesus actually gives us a very good example of what we should do in times when we are feeling anxious, when we're feeling overwhelmed by everything that's going on around us. What does he do in our gospel? He, he steps aside by himself. He removes himself from everything that's going on in the world around him, everything that's been happening to him and, and, and with him and those who he knows and loves, and he takes the time and moment to pray, to meditate, to just be in conversation with his heavenly father. He removed himself from all the cares and the worries in the world, and he just spent some time alone in prayer. Now back to the disciples who are on the boat by themselves. You know, you have to understand that many of the disciples were experienced fishermen in some sort of a way, uh, barring a few like Matthew himself, who was a tax collector. But many of them had experienced fishing, especially on the Sea of Galilee, where they are currently right now, on the boat. They knew what to do as fishermen. They were experienced. They knew the different weather patterns that would come up. And here's a little note, uh, a very interesting note about the Sea of Galilee. The Sea of Galilee is known to have sudden outbursts of severe and violent storms as the winds come up over the eastern mountains that border it and they suddenly drop right onto the sea, causing violent and, and out-of-nowhere storms. Kind of like last night. <laughs> Yet the disciples would be familiar with this. They were experienced. They were familiar with this territory. They knew what to do. But Matthew notes, it's the fourth watch of the night. And if you're not familiar with uh, boating terms and lingo, the fourth watch of the night is around three to six in the morning. So it's still dark out. 
And this storm, this violent storm comes out of nowhere and it overtakes them. It says the wind is pushing up against them. The waves are crashing over. And undoubtedly, the boat is starting to fill with water. And not only that, but then all of a sudden they're starting to see what they think is a ghost walking out in the water. They're beginning to hallucinate. They're starting to see things. They're not thinking so straight anymore in the midst of this storm. You know, these disciples who were once in familiar territory, who were comfortable with their surroundings, are now in unfamiliar territory. Anxiety and fear has gotten the best of them to the point where they think they're seeing a ghost, that they can't think straight anymore, and they just simply want to get out of the boat and stand firmly on dry ground. They have some firm ground for their feet to stand on. You know, that's often the case with our anxiety and fear as well, too. You know, the areas in our life where we feel the most comfortable, the most familiar with, it's all turned upside down by our fears and our anxieties. Where it feels like the waves of our life, the struggles that we're going through are crashing up against us, almost to the point of capsizing us, throwing us into the water and drowning us. We get to the point where we can't focus on anything else that's going on in our life except for the anxieties and the fears that are plaguing us and causing us to struggle on a daily basis. And our thoughts, we're left, our thoughts are racing. We're trying to find any sense of familiarity in our life. Some dry ground that we too ourselves can stand on. That we can find some firm ground and we can start feeling comfortable again. Or we can gather our thoughts again. No longer being crashed and pushed around and against by the waves and the winds of the storms of our anxieties and fears. Yet in all of that, we lose focus of the one who's been standing there all along beside us. The beacon of light that has been shining in the darkness, that has been brightening our path, showing the light at the end of the tunnel, we've lost focus as all we can think about is our anxieties and fears. And when it seems like all hope is lost, when our anxieties and our fears have gotten the best of us, Jesus steps into the picture. He comes right into the picture. And it's not a ghost, not a hallucination of our anxieties and fears. No, it's someone familiar to us. Not unfamiliar. It's our Lord and Savior. As he says, don't be afraid. Don't be anxious. Take heart. In other words, be encouraged. It's me. It's Jesus. I'm right here. I'm always standing right here with you. 
and when it seems like everything is chaotic and, and out of control and our anxieties and our fears are making us feel like there's all nothing but hopelessness and, and dread in our lives, we're no longer able to think straight. Jesus reveals then and there that he's been there with us all along, standing right beside us. He reminds us and he encourages us that we haven't been alone in the midst of the storms of this life. In the midst of the fears and anxieties that crash up against us, making us feel like we're going to capsize and to drown. No, Jesus comes to bring comfort and hope in the midst of our chaos. He comes to bring light in our darkest moments. He comes to bring peace in the midst of unfamiliar situations. And it's words of comfort bring an encouragement to us in our lives. Whenever we hear the word of God preached to us here in the community, but also when we're at home by ourselves, when we're opening God's word, when we read it and, 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 and look over it and meditate upon it for ourselves. As we do so this morning, he's right here beside us in his word in the Lord's Supper. He's right here with us. And just as Jesus gave us a beautiful example at the beginning of our gospel text where he takes himself aside and spends some time alone in prayer to gather his thoughts, to refocus himself. What a great example for us too to be reminded that Jesus is right there with us as we go before our Lord in prayer. Not just here, but by ourselves. When we pray at night or in the morning or whenever during the day, we're reminded that Jesus is hearing us. He's right there with us. Be reminded of his promise. He's never going to leave you. He's never going to forsake you or forget you. You know, Jesus could have undoubtedly just left the disciples on the boat for, to fend for themselves while he just stayed on the mountaintop to pray and think about himself. No. He doesn't forget about the disciples. He gets down into the water, walks out to them, calms the storm, calms their fears, reminds them who he is as their Lord and Savior. And he does so for us. He doesn't forget us as well. He comes in the midst of our storms and the anxieties of this life and he stands right in the middle of it and says, look, it's me. I'm right here. I haven't forgotten you. He sees you. He knows your struggles and he comes to bring you a comforting word. And with that encouragement in your life, you're able to take that wonderful promise that you have received and to go out into the world where there is so much anxiety and fear. There are so many around you outside of these walls who are dealing with their own anxieties and fears. Things that are making them struggle through each and every day. Making them seem like they are hopeless. Like they have nothing in this world but feelings of dread and doubt and worry. That they have no hope in this world, but they do. And you, as the people of God, have a beautiful opportunity 
As Paul says in our epistle text in Romans, how beautiful are the feet of those who preach the good news. You have the beautiful feet to go out to share the promise that Jesus is here. Be encouraged. He's right here with you, standing with you all the way. And with all the unfamiliarity that's going on in our world, and there is so much, so much that is causing us to feel anxious and afraid about the future, not only for just ourselves, but for our nation, for our world, everything that's going on right now. In the midst of all of that, we're refocused. We're, in a sense, refamiliarized with the one who stands with us all the way in the midst of every storm, in the midst of every crashing wave and blowing against us wind. The light that shines in the darkest hour of our life, Jesus, don't be afraid. Don't be anxious. Take heart, be encouraged. It's me, it's Jesus, standing right there with you, here now and always. Amen. And the peace of God which surpasses all human understanding may keep your hearts and minds in and through faith in Christ Jesus in the midst of all fear and anxiety in this world until he calls us home to be with him and life everlasting. Amen.